welcome to The Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with EXP Realty in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi, Director of Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. Rather than us guessing at what you want to hear about, we just listen to what you want to hear about. And so if you want to tell us what you want to hear about, you can go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel. You can join our referral network, our email newsletter, and our private Facebook group where we share a lot of insider stuff. And you can get dialed in with our video content creation course where you can learn everything Brian and I have learned over the last seven years of shooting videos together. And we condense that down into a few hours of content. Um, so all of that is at thewhistleway.com. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the thumbs up button, let YouTube know you're enjoying the show. Uh, if you have a comment, make sure or a question, throw it in the comment section and hit the subscribe button and little notification bell so YouTube can notify you when we release future episodes of the show. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, hook us up with a review. Um, reviews are really hard to get on podcast. One review makes a huge difference. So if you could take five minutes and just write a quick review, whether you're on Spotify, Pandora, um, iTunes, whatever you're listening on, it means a whole lot to us. So it's greatly appreciated. And with that said, Brian, what are we talking about today? So I, I kind of wanted to put you on the spot a little bit today. I like doing that. Yeah. I, I want to talk about... Can't phase me. <laughs> okay, we're doing role play again. Let's go. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of where you see real estate headed. It's already gone, undergone a lot of changes in the last five years, even a lot last two years. Things have really changed. Um, and I feel like the change is happening happening at an accelerated pace, just like how technology speeds up everything. I mean, if we think about it, there were no iPhones pre-2007. From 2007 to now, it's leaps and bounds before the previous 15 years. Um, so I kind of want to see what your vision is in, for the future of real estate um, and the real estate agent. And then I want to talk about how can we using that knowledge, using those assumptions, what can we do to make sure that real estate agents are still viable, that they're still valuable, that there still is a spot for them. Okay. And you got 15 minutes to go. <laughs> this will be fun. I'm going to force you, though, to engage. Uh, how do you feel that real estate has changed? I feel um, it's really becoming more uh, centralized. I think it's becoming, I mean, you can see that with with some of the big lead portals like Zillow and uh, Realtor.com, I feel like there's a lot more of, of a centralized spot that consumers go to. Um, a lot of the value that real estate agents had in the past um, of controlling all of the listings is now in the hands of the consumer. So I feel like those that are hanging on to, well, I'm an agent, you should use me because I used to give a lot of value are developing value at a slower pace than what the economy is, is providing. Okay. I'm actually looking this up while we're talking because I'm curious to look at the trend. So if I look at like the, the overall trend line for like how many people are searching the word Zillow or Realtor.com, it's not substantially increasing. Okay. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. The difference is I don't think they're searching Zillow. Mm-hmm. But when they're searching real estate, well, when they're searching real estate, Zillow is number one. They've got the money, they've got the SEO, they've got the data. 
So even if they're not searching for Zillow, they're searching for homes for sale wherever, Zillow is going to be the one of the top three every single time right now. Okay. So even if they're not searching it, they're still going to be... I bet you if you looked at the... Uh, the um, graph of, of the data for, from Zillow, I'm sure their numbers have shot up in the last 10 years. Okay, that's fair. Um, I think that, sure, they're getting more traffic. I know that there's been stats that have come out and the number of leads that have been generated on, on websites like Zillow, Realtor, Truly, all those websites. The quantity of leads has increased substantially, but the number of transactions is staying the same which means that the quality of the lead is lower than right. it was five years ago. So okay. while there may be more traffic, more inquiries on those websites, it doesn't directly correlate to meaning there's more closings because of those websites. Those, I agree with you. I think that those have become amazing informational sites. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is, is if you look at how many homes were bought through real estate agents a year ago versus five years ago, it hasn't substantially changed. I don't think correct, and I, I don't. I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not like the predictor. Yeah, um, but like seeing what Zillow did with Zillow offers, although it didn't work out well, but nor is it working for any of the other guns either. Um, but I, I think that's V1, or I, I think I don't think they're going to be like, well, all right, we'll just go back to the website, and not push forward again. I think they're going to probably regroup and do something, either a better version of it, or there's going to be some sort of 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 revamp um and so there's there's that portion of it uh, the consumer side but it's also if we look at the real estate agent side it's changed from hey let me spend a couple bucks on a facebook lead or 20 bucks on a zillow lead when i first came there 20 30 50 bucks to now 700 bucks on a zillow lead to now 35 40 50 whatever the percentage is on the zillow lead they're becoming exponentially more expensive Okay. Um, so I think that's that might push some people out. That might uh, consolidate into larger teams. I'm just curious what your vision is of the future for the real estate agent, I guess, and the consumer. Okay. Yeah, I think that the um, the desire for a higher level of service um, and knowledge, I think, is continuing to increase. So I think the expectations are much higher than they were. I think we went through a phase where previously you had to have an agent to even know what was for sale. Mm -hmm. Like, right, when my dad got in the business many years ago, like there was an MLS book. Like you had to go drive somewhere once a week and pick up the book, the MLS book. And only realtors had the book. Um, so at that point, like realtors were necessity but the value they provided was access to the properties. Over time, that has now shifted to where, right, the, every, every MLS in the world has given up all of the properties to these websites like Azilla Realtor Trulia. Um, so we, that is not the power in the realtor anymore. That's not what draws somebody to the realtor. What draws somebody to the realtor now is local market knowledge is huge. Um, reputation and brand is huge like getting reviews um, on your podcast like getting or, reviews, or reviews like, on your business <laughs> yeah like those of you that are listening like actually writing a review if you're listening on a podcast platform or subscribing to the channel if you're on youtube and writing a comment and hitting the thumbs up button all that stuff like <laughs> really matters yeah um so i think that 
you know, the expectations have changed at the agent, where the expectation before was like, you're what gives me access to these properties, to now, like, you're the, the knowledge broker. You're the person who has the knowledge that I can't find online. Because I think, well, these big guys are crushing for the generic search terms and, and general knowledge. What they don't provide is that local market knowledge. Like, we're here in La Mesa in San Diego right now. And understanding the difference between being in the 91941 zip code of Mount Helix versus the 92020 part of Mount Helix versus the 91978. There's literally three zip codes on the mountain. Like <laughs> understanding the difference between the three zip codes and understanding that which properties are within the city limits and which ones are within the county limits on the mountain to like add more layers to it. To understand those details and understand the rules of each of those three cities are drastically different. And which ones can you Airbnb in? Which ones can you not? Which ones can you add an ADU in? Which ones can you not? What are the the rules around adding ADUs and all of that? Like, that's the shit that Zillow and Realtor and Trulia don't have. And I think that's what's required of an agent today is to have that local market knowledge that the big guys can't have. So that now if somebody does go shopping and fills out forms on all these websites and they get connected with 10 different realtors, the realtor who actually has that knowledge is the one who's going to win more often than not. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. I also think the realtor that understands um, that their job is not just to open doors. I think that far too many realtors think like my job is to wait, like set somebody up on a search. They tell me what they want to see and I open the door and I let them in the house. Like those realtors, especially right now are struggling in this hyper-competitive market, the ones who haven't done enough to determine what a buyer's needs are, that don't have relationships with listing agents, and are just flat out freaking lazy and are waiting for properties to hit the MLS as opposed to leveraging their relationships to find off-market opportunities and leveraging uh, just some good hard work to go and create opportunities that don't already exist. So I think the the agent that has the local market knowledge has a massive advantage. The one that has relationships has a massive advantage. And they're the agent who's willing to go work and earn their money. Because I personally believe buyer's agents are overpaid. If, you're, if you consider yourself a good agent because you meet with the client, you set them up for a search on your website or on the MLS, and then you wait for them to call you and tell you what they want to see, I think you suck as an agent. I don't think you deserve to make what you make. Because Zillow can do that shit for them. And they do it really well. (laughs) Redfin can do it for you. Like, those websites can do it for you. Like, what are you actually doing to go earn your money? Like, if, if I got a client, right, who wants to sell their home and they sign an agreement with me, I'm now going to spend money on things like photography, videography, mailers, print marketing, right? I'm going to spend signs, lockboxes, flyers. Like I'm going to spend money on all of that to do my job, which is to bring buyers to the table for that listing. But most of you as a buyer agent, somebody agrees to work with you and you just sit on your ass and wait for them to tell you when they want to go see a property. I think I want to challenge you if you're listening or watching right now, Go work for your fucking money. Like, go do something. Spend some money. Spend some time. Spend some energy. Spend some effort to go and find what somebody's looking for. Like, you have you stand to make five, ten. I mean, in our market, fifty thousand dollars. 
when you find somebody at home. And all you want to do is sit on your ass and wait for them to, you know, tell you what they want to go see. Like, go find it. Go make it happen. Don't wait for it to happen. I love that. I want to get real technical. There's the three things that I heard you say that really stood out to me there are local area knowledge, relationships, and off-market opportunities. I'd say hard work. But hard work is finding off-market opportunities. Yeah. I I think hard work, and there was a couple subcategories in there. I want you to give one tactical advice, one tactical piece of knowledge on how to do each of these. So Local area knowledge. Give me one thing. If I'm an agent, I want to get better local area knowledge. What do I do? Um, I think one very tactical thing you could do is go make friends with the people at the historical society in your community. And yeah, it's that creepy old guy or old girl that's in there that you can barely stand up and and is just kind of awkward. They're probably wearing suspenders and they probably have a cane. Male or female, either way, that's probably them. They might have a weird hat too. Yeah, those people are actually amazing. Um, We actually have shot a lot of videos. We've partnered with all the local historical societies. I love to learn the history of the city because Zillow doesn't know the history of the city. They don't know the fact that here in La Mesa, Babe Ruth was actually what now would be called an influencer, what then was called a spokesperson for a community on Mount Nebo. Like nobody knows that shit. The fact that I know that, I know those details, that separates me from the competition. So I would say if you want one tactical thing you can do is partner with the local historical society and go meet with them and just learn, just get educated on the history of the city. And that's super easy. I think a lot, I'd probably say most, if not all, uh, have some sort of uh, membership that you can join. And it's probably like six bucks a year. These they're hurting for money from from my experience, and their memberships are so low. You can come in at diamond, platinum, ultra gold level for like thirty bucks a year, um, and be their number one donor. You build that kind of relationship, like that's solid. Cool. Okay, that's great for local area knowledge. What about um, relationships specifically with other agents? Yeah, I think this is one that a lot of people screw up. Um, I've been in some markets. I've traveled the country a lot and spoken in a lot of places. And I've been baffled in some of the cities that I go into how much shit realtors talk about each other. It is mind-boggling to me how much shit they talk about each other. Like, oh, well, she's a shady bitch and he's a shyster and blah, blah. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) And then I'll meet... The person, the shyster and the shady bitch. And then they're saying the same thing about everybody else. And I'm like, that's the East Coast lingo. They've got it. (laughs) Like, I'm baffled by that because here's my thing is, I mean, I'm in a a business venture with Dan Beer in our EXP adventure. Like that came about because him and I would just go grab lunch every, you know, three to six months as we respected each other as being some of the top producers in town. And we would just go get lunch every once in a while. And and that turned into an amazing business venture four years ago, right? And one of the best business decisions I ever made. And that was just because I would go grab lunches with him. There's a, another person in town that I'm meeting up with uh, in two days from now to talk about a business adventure that's another very successful agent in town. Um, I make a point to make friends with all of my biggest competitors because the thing that I've learned is, sure, we might compete against each other from time to time, but we're going to work together exponentially more times and we're going to compete against each other and so sure i might you know compete against dan for a listing here and beat him and he might beat me on the next one 
But in between, we're going to work together on five different deals where he brings a buyer for my listing or I bring a buyer for his listing. And so I've just found that having those relationships is so damn valuable. The fact that I could call, you know, all of these different agents and say, hey, it's Kyle. And boom, they're like, oh, what's up, dude? And like, yeah, I got a buyer for one, two, three Main Street. Oh, cool. Well, hey, here's where we're at with things. You know, if, if you can come in at this number, the deal is yours. Like, that is so valuable. So how do you do that? Put yourself out there. Go to networking events, right? There's your, your association of realtors puts on events. There's probably a YPN group, a young professional network within your association. Um, there's some uh, really great groups, ARIA, NAREB, and NAREP, which are um, ethnic organizations. Did you say NAREP twice? NAREB and NAREP. One okay. with a B, one with a P. Okay. Uh, and they're spelled, <laughs> one is N-A-H-R-E-P, um, and one is N-A-R-E-B. Okay. Tom and I looked at each other and go, uh, those are the same <laughs> letters. <laughs> NAREP and NAREB. Um, but those, those organizations, they put on a lot of great events. I speak at them. Um, they don't have to be of that ethnicity to be a part of that group. Those are, um, they just support initiatives to, for home ownership within those ethnicities, which I think is great. And I'm a huge supporter of that. So I've spoken at a lot of those events. Um, so put yourself out there, go to those real producers is a magazine that seems to be in every city. They put on like Jesse who runs it here in San Diego, puts on amazing events. Like her events are killer and she gets some of the best agents at those events. So get your, put yourself out there, go to those events and just strive to, Every time you go to an event, meet five new people. And if you could just do one of those events a year, or I'm sorry, one of those events a month. like so That's a pretty low bar. <laughs> yeah, if you could go to one event a month and you meet five new people every single time, especially you're going to meet the, the movers and the shakers, like those five relationships are really valuable. Also, there's things like um, broker opens, and then you can host your own events too. It, it, you don't have to rent out a venue. You can host a happy hour at a at a restaurant and say, hey, can I get the patio and invite some of your biggest competition to come and hang out cool i like that yours is way better but i thought mine was good too um and then we've talked about this before and i really like where your brain's at with this how do you uh do that hard work and find some off-market opportunities and maybe (laughs) maybe you want to save one or two just for us but uh i know you've got a, a couple in your bag that are really good yeah i mean let's just go with the most simple one like if i know i have somebody who wants to buy a three bedroom two bath home on mount helix and they need 1,500 square feet, like, I'm not going to wait for it to hit the MLS. That is, if I'm waiting for it to hit the MLS, that is a red ocean strategy. A red ocean is bloody, it's competitive, there's sharks in the water. It's not a place you want to be. I want to use a blue ocean strategy. And a blue ocean strategy would be reaching out to my title rep and saying, hey, send me a list of everybody who's got a three-bed, two-bath, you know, home on Mount Helix that's, you know, plus or minus... 1500 square feet plus or minus you know let's say 400 square feet just give me a list of everything now depending on your state your rules some uh, title companies can literally give you the names phone numbers email addresses some states can't so you'll have to play around with that if you're in a state they can give you the list but not the names phone numbers and email or the names you'll be able to get but they can't give you the phone numbers and email addresses there's companies that you can find this information you can go on a budget end truepeoplesearch.com truepeoplesearch.com is free just punch in a name and you can find a a phone number um or been verified b-e-e-n verified that one's like 20 bucks a month you could punch in an address and get a name and use the name to get the phone number um and then there's another one if those are like ones you have to do one by one or cole realty resource c-o-l-e um cole realty resource you could upload a list, a CSV file with names and addresses, and it'll go pull phone numbers and emails for you. Um, and you could do that in bulk. So 
Um, and if you want a discount, I get a hookup with Cole. They just sent me over a new uh, thing to give people a hookup. So if you want that hookup, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Kyle Whistle, and I'll make an intro to Cole for you to get you hooked up over there. And then title, they can send you addresses regardless of what. Yeah, right? they can send you addresses and names at a minimum. And then in some states, they can do all that extra work for you. Um, but at least so, but, I mean, you can mail them shit. Yeah, so now you have this list. Now, what's a, a typical strategy? Send them something in the mail, send them an email, and then call them and text them. Yep. And just reach out. Hey, Brian, it's Kyle Whistle. You still on the home over at 123 Main Street? Yeah, okay, great. Well, hey, I'm, I'm working with the Smith family. Uh, they're a military family here in town. They're really looking to move on to Mount Helix. Um, I don't know if you've been following values. Have you been tracking what's going on with values lately? Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Yeah, well, these guys, they're crazy. And they want to live on Mount Helix. They want to have a three-bedroom, two-bath home on the mountain. They're willing to pay a crazy price to get on the mountain. I mean, if I could bring you a crazy offer for your home, would you at least be willing to look at it? Sure thing. Right. Like, that's it. That's your conversation. And then you're sending, again, it's a hard mail, email, phone call, text message. Um, if you pulled 100 people that have a home that matches your client's criteria and you have that conversation 100 times, I guarantee you you're going to get some opportunities in there. And then other th another thing I thought about as we talked about asking your title company for this list if the list is unmanageable you can also sort it out by how many years they owned it right yep and so maybe you even say hey i want a list in breaking in segments i want a list for people that have owned it 25 years and more i want a list that people have owned it that for 15 to 25 years and 15 to or 2 to 15 years and so that way you can kind of change your 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 communication based on those lists yeah for sure i mean i would start with the longest tenured people that's just going to be your natural success because um, people are staying in their homes a lot longer than they ever have and now the interest rates are rising people are going to stay even longer because now it's harder to move because how do you leave your you know three percent interest rate when it's now five so that's actually going to uh, further uh, perpetuate the problem of not enough inventory yep um, so i think it's backfiring to a certain extent but that's uh, the nature of the beast. And then one last thing on that uh, before we go into our widgets. Hopefully you have yours. Yeah, totally. Um One of the things I saw one of our agents do, he hand wrote a card huh. um, and then scanned it and then printed it. Um, and it looked pretty good. It looked pretty good. He was able to be a little bit specific about it. And I love the fact that he's like, hey, my buyers or I have a family that are looking to buy a house, the Smith family, blah, blah, blah. Um, the only thing I said is next time, print it in blue ink so it actually looks a little more handwritten but uh yeah he scanned it and and printed it and just fed the cards through one at a time or um i think he did it on a piece of paper and then folded it okay cool. so but yeah just and i i mean if you want to get um another thing i've heard from the tom ferry ecosystem is you have a printed letter that goes into depth blah 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 but then you put a little sticky note on that you can handwrite that real quick you know call me, I, I'll offer you a crazy offer and put that on the inside. And that way now it's a little bit more personalized. So cool. All right. Well, hopefully you guys got a lot of value out of that. If you did, if you are watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button, let YouTube know you enjoyed the show. If you got a question for us, throw it in the comment section. And if you want to get more uh, episodes of the show, you can hit that subscribe button and little notification bell and YouTube will take care of the rest. And if you are listening on a podcast platform on Spotify or 
uh, Pandora, one of those. If you could hook us up the review on there, that means a lot to us to help us grow our audience. So it's greatly appreciated. Uh, and if you have questions you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join our referral network, email newsletter, and private Facebook group, and get dialed in with our video content creation course, all at thewhistleway.com. With that said, we're going to dive into our whistle widget of the week. This is something we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got, Brian? This little app on my iPhone saved me a ton of time today. I was at one of our offices and they have little plaques and I go, oh, I, we, we're missing a plaque. We need to get one made. Um, and so I asked Eric, one of our agents, I said, hey, do you have a, a tape measure? He goes, he looked at me like I was crazy. He goes, use the measure app on your phone. I'm like, what are you talking about? I, I, I haven't downloaded that. It's literally pre-installed on my phone. It, you just type in measure on, on, um, on your iPhone and it literally will scan your surrounding and it'll say, okay, this was like three and a half inches tall by six inches wide. You can take a picture of it right there. So that way all the measurements are done for you. It was really, really easy. Um, like annoyingly easy. And it was a tool that I've had this whole time and I never knew. So um, the measure app on the iPhone. Cool. Um, the one I'll go into this, I've been trying this for a while to figure out which is the right one. Um <laughs> So we have an issue in our office where a lot of our agents are uncomfortable making phone calls uh, with other people around. There's, I think, a few reasons for it. Um, one, there, there's a lack of confidence sometimes. That could be a little bit tough. One, it, you might be on private conversations. Um, so that factors into it. The other thing is people, when they're in uh, rooms where there's a lot of people, there tends to be a lot of background noise, which is a big problem. And the other part of it is that um, there's a lot of distractions, especially if you're using AirPods, like these little things. I told my agents to just all take their AirPods and throw them in the trash. I know. I want uh, a pair. If you, when you throw those away, you just give them to me. Yeah, for two reasons, right? Number one is there's shit for noise canceling because you got to think these things are in your ears and they're hearing your voice, which depending on – I have a huge head, so it's probably like six inches away. <laughs> for most of you, it's probably like four inches away. Um, so it picks up a ton of background noise. And then the second thing is they're so damn small. Most people don't know you have them in. So people bug you and come talk to you. So I've been researching different headsets to find a headset that's an over the ear headset. Um, because I think it's really important to have an over the ear for a couple of reasons. One, um, nobody's bugging you when you have a full over the ear headset on people know, all right, you're, you're in the zone, like leave him alone, leave her alone. Um, so that's part of it is to to shield people from coming and bothering you. And then the second part that's really important with a headset is having a microphone that actually cancels out noise. So I've tried multiple different headsets. I tried, I wanted to start with something lesser expensive. Hopefully it could make it more affordable for our agents. So I tried like an $80 set from JLab. It was hot garbage. <laughs> He literally um, called me. You literally called me, and I was like, "I I can't hear. You. I can't hear you. Call me back later." I didn't know you were testing a headset. It was Brian's so been bad. my test dummy, so I've been <laughs> intentionally calling him when I'm in loud spaces with a headset on. So uh, either in the car with music on or in the office with people all around. And the J Lab, which was like eighty bucks, was hot garbage. Didn't do anything, um, but it looked good. I mean, it was cool. It was like black and blue, and like the microphone slid out. Uh, but as far as blocking <laughs> out noise, it was garbage. 
Um, so then I put a poll out to find some other stuff. And then one from Rand McNally, which is like a mapping company. Someone's like, oh, this one is great. And then I went on their, U- or their, yeah, their YouTube channel and they, they got this guy who's wearing it next to like an air compressor. Oh, look, you can't even hear the air compressor. They're full of shit. That thing's hot garbage too. <laughs> um, so the Rand McNally, which was like 250 bucks, hot garbage. Uh, so I've, the whole time I was trying to find lesser expensive options then the Jabra evolved to 85 um, because that is the, that's the shit, right? Like I was like, I know it's the best, but it's like $400 and I know a lot of agents don't want to spend $400, but even the $250 ones was hot garbage. Yeah, it was trash. So I bought the $400 one. I found like a, a used pair on Amazon. So I got it for like maybe 250 um, and it's on like a whole nother level. Like I called Brian today. I was in the car, had the music turned up, driving down the road, and it was about as clear as you could get, um, all things considered. So if you're looking for a really badass headset that you can wear in a room full of people, block out the noise, and it even like lights up red when you're on a phone call to make it extremely clear to people around you, leave me the fuck alone, <laughs> um, Jabra Evolve 2. And then it's the 85. So the 85 is over the ear. The 75 is on ear. But I think the over the ear is important um, to really block out all the noise. And it has active noise cancellation and everything. It's pretty sweet. When you talk on the microphone, can you hear your voice in your headset? I always hear my voice in my head. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I hear lots of voices. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that's helpful. Um, but that, that headset's fire. Jabra t- evolved to 85. Um, sweet headset so hopefully you guys got some value out of the show today thank you so much for tuning in again i'm kyle whistle with exp realty in san diego i'm brian cochi see you guys next week